So as I was going to school upstate, I, I actually left school after two years um, when I was going for accounting and said, well, I'm going to get into entrepreneurship. And quickly that became, I'm going to get into real estate investing. Um, so I, I started, as most people do with their entrepreneurial journey, all kinds of different businesses, right? We were you know, doing, doing whatever we could to, to kind of learn about the space. And, and one thing led to the next. And eventually I said, well, this real estate thing really seems like the real deal. And I'm going to really, you know, double. A great book can totally challenge your conventional thinking and change your life for good. However, some of us just don't have the luxury of time of sitting down to read a book. But there are some instances in which we do have dead time. And these are perfect times to learn. So we can learn while driving instead of jamming to the same music on the radio. Or maybe at the gym. Well, now you can. Dwelling has partnered with Amazon's Audible to give you, the Dwell listeners, a free book. Yes, a free book. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash dwelling and download your free book this will also be in the show notes you can click on the link and if you don't have a book in mind and you say hola i don't actually know where to start with well awesome because i can tell you one to start with today it's a quintessential classic it's called rich dad poor dad so download rich dad poor dad and that would basically just take your mind on a different spin of course i'm always open to hear um, from our dwell listeners so email me at hola at dwelling.com and then feel free to also give us a rating and review. This really helps us to rank better in iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got the incredible Ekaterin and Dylan with us today. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Ola. Thanks for having us. Double. Yeah, double deal. I think this is the second time on the podcast, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know, you guys have a, a very remarkable story, so I can't wait to jump into it. Um, so maybe you guys kind of tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and kind of what you've been up to lately. Sure. Well, yeah. I'll start off and give the uh, abbreviated version of my, my story getting into real estate investing. I'm initially from upstate New York. I grew up in high school working on construction sites throughout, uh, throughout the summers. And while I was always working hard for $10 an hour, I remember always looking and saying, I want to be those guys, the guys that were sitting back with the, you know, the, the, the t-shirts on watching over us. And they were the developers, right? Who were really making the bulk load of the money. So that was my initial inspiration for getting into real estate. And then fast forward Years later, I start. I bought my first rental property at 21 years old. Currently, 26 years old, and uh, quickly jumped into multifamily. Um, over the last four years, I've worked on about 50 million in multifamily projects as a, as a lead sponsor or JV partner. And we'll get into how Katarina and I formed Equity Tree, which is our newest venture. It's a, it's a technology, it's a software platform that's designed to be able to help other operators that are that are growing their business in the space. Yeah. And uh, my name is Ekaterina Stepanova and I'm originally from Moscow, Russia. And although I was uh, in preparation to the podcast, I was just looking over at uh, your background and you see you an immigrant as well. And uh, you beat me by, by 50 bucks. So you came in here rich. You came here 
180 bucks. <laughs> I was 130. A, yeah, a little bit richer, a little bit. And now, you know, um, I'm sure you do a lot well with, you know, but sorry, sorry go on. <laughs> so, no, you know what, that, that is always a, a great thing to see immigrants just coming to this country and making the best out of it, just really not wasting the opportunity. I'm, I'm looking at this as a huge chance. It's a huge blessing that you get to start your, restart your life almost, and you can script it however you want it. So uh, that was uh, just a, a great thing for me. And um, I started my realist, well, I, I did not know that it was uh, anything when I purchased my first, uh, it was primary residence um, at the age 24 I thought I was so I was so excited and when I immigrated I left it behind so it became a rental I my mom became a landlord <laughs> um, my uh, a property management uh, team so to speak and then once I was able I started single-family investing and uh, soon realized that it was not very scalable and a lot of risk involved so switch to uh, multifamily, so to speak, but my multifamily is in uh, mobile home uh, communities. So my uh, team and I, we own, uh, well, together in the partnership, it's eight communities that are all across, you know, United States. And that is uh, what we enjoy doing. And we met with Dylan uh, a couple of years back, just uh, met consistently at various uh, commercial real estate events. And uh, when this, uh, this project was born uh, out of, so to speak, necessity for my team to manage our deals in a, some a systematic manner and being organized as we had partners, multiple partners in various deals, so it was really uh, too hard to maintain it. Uh, and we were looking for a good solution that wouldn't break the bank. Uh, ended up uh, starting it uh, myself. And then uh, the, there is always the need to uh, have funds and investors managed. And Dylan was somewhat on a similar journey. So it was just only uh, logical that we uh, join forces and continue building it together. So that's where we are today. Awesome. Yeah, no, something just struck me. I mean, I definitely want to go back to a bunch of questions, but, you know, we have a ton of um, investor management software. I know a bunch, right? I've met some of these founders at events. Um, I don't want to say too many names, but there's a bunch of them, right? So why did you guys create, you know, Equity Tree? Like what, what's so unique and different about this new software? Well, I, I think when you look at it, there are a number of them. And at one point I was spending over $15,000 a year on an investor management software. And it seemed to only be going up in price as we did more deals and brought on more investors. So I think there, while there are a lot of them, there are not many of them that are truly accessible for someone that is earlier on in the business. So it's our goal to remain, we'll call it downstream in terms of our pricing and affordability levels to, to service newer investors. And then in addition to that, there, there's two areas that we emphasize on that I would say are a bit unique. Number one being the asset management side of things. We, we don't just stop once the money's raised. 
uh, we emphasize quality asset management practices and tracking your, your actual performance versus your your target or your budget. And we have a dynamic PNL uh, tracker that that rather than sending you know PDF statements out with a bunch of asterisks on that, you have something that's that's much more dynamic that investors can refer to in the portal, giving them more of a reason to actually use the portal in the first place, because many investors just don't use it as frequently as they should, because there's not enough information in there for them to be able to see month over month. Number two, we have a platform where we're really focused on creating a community around the portal, right? And, and ultimately looking to inspire other investors to become the best version of their themselves as they can, um, ultimately through going out there and knowing how to better brand themselves online, knowing how to better market for investors, present deals more effectively and do some ongoing asset management. So we do a lot of ongoing touch points um, beyond just, just simply having the, the software in place. What's the, what's the website for the software? Just folks can check it out. E- equitytree.io. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I was just kind of, I was trying to find it as you, as we were talking. So that's interesting. Definitely um, folks listening, check that out. So Ekaterina, I want to go back to you, right? You mentioned something really interesting. So, you know, you came to the U.S. with, you know, a little bit of money in your pocket. And now, you know, you're kind of um, growing your portfolio. Um, if there's somebody listening to you, maybe they didn't come, you know, with, you know, into America. Maybe they're born in America and they're just kind of looking to get into the game. You know, what was the main thing that really helped you to kind of, you know, grow so far? What would you say is the one thing that has really helped you? I think the main thing is you got to keep trying and doing and you will fail and it will be hard and it's going to take time much more than you think or ever plan you gotta you gotta go and fail gotta keep going and failing and growing and just gotta keep trying so that's probably the (laughs) okay cool yeah no i appreciate that so dylan you also mentioned that you bought your first property at 21 years old that's pretty um, i mean we have some young listeners as well how did you pull that off did you buy for free i mean how'd you get the money like tell us give us the story yeah, well, I took a, a different path, right? I mentioned I grew up in upstate New York, so I saw a lot of my family working on Wall Street and, and in the corporate finance within real estate. We weren't ultra wealthy or anything like that, but that was just a lot of times what you're surrounded by when you're in upstate New York and commuting to the city and going back and forth, right? And I, and I saw that I at a certain point, I, I realized that that was not going to be the path that I wanted to follow. So as I was going to school upstate, I, I actually left school after two years um, when I was going for accounting and said, well, I'm going to get into entrepreneurship. And quickly that became, I'm going to get into real estate investing. Um, so I, I started as most people do with their entrepreneurial journey, all kinds of different businesses, right? We were you know, doing, doing whatever we could to kind of learn about the space and and one thing led to the next. And eventually I said, well, this real estate thing really seems like the real deal. And I'm going to really, you know, double down and focus on this. So I, I actually bought a one-way ticket to California with about $2,000 saved up. And I didn't know where I was going to, what I was going to do, where I was going to work, but I knew I wanted to get into real estate. And I remember posting on bigger pockets saying, I'm young and ambitious and, and ready to do what it takes to get into real estate investing. And fortunately, this guy by the name of John, John Steele, he actually referred me to, he was from Buffalo, New York, 
also moved out to California and, and he referred me to work at this real estate investment education company. So I was fortunate to land a job right before I maxed out my credit card uh, living out in California at an Airbnb. And I was around a lot of great mentors in that position. I was really blessed to, to be exposed to all different avenues of real estate investing. So I, I worked my W-2 as much as I possibly could to, to make as much as I could living there and, uh, and, and then eventually saved up the cash to, to buy my first one at uh, 21 years old. So that was, that was how that all played out. What was the, what was the deal? Like, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the deal? Was it a commercial? Was it a single family? It was a, it was a basic as it gets. It was a simple turnkey property. Uh, it was just, you know, I think it was probably close to 20 grand down on the property. And it was, it was just, you know, out, out in Illinois and, um, very basic. I, I, uh, really can't say too much about it. I ended up selling it a few years later. Um, it, it did okay. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was about as, uh, the, the, as much of a base hit as you can get, but sometimes you just got to get on base. Right? You just have to get started, right? That's really the goal, right? Yeah. So I really, I really like that. And I, I do see those um, posts on Bigger Projects. I am young. I've got energy. I want to do this. I see it all the time. So kudos to you for putting yourself out there. And you yeah. mentioned something really interesting, right? Um, you know, just to, I'm going to jump to it, Catherine, in a second. But for you, so, you know, you work with this company and you got a mentor or mentors helping you. What would you say to somebody, you know, maybe trying to do that right now and listening to this and maybe they want to get on board, but they're just struggling to find a mentor. And if they do get one, how do you think they can add value? What did you do to help your mentors or just kind of give us maybe examples? Well, first off, I, th I think it's showing nothing but sheer gratitude towards mentors and having zero sense of entitlement as far as what someone's going to do for you. I, I think the way that you're really going to find a quality mentor is by seeking to serve and by going to work for them, literally going to work for them for free. And it's actually go, it's actually harder than just saying, I'll work for you for free. You actually need to find something you can do to add value to their life. So I, I think you really need to be creative and you need to be thinking to yourself, what, what can I do to add value? What kind of problems do they, are they probably facing that I may be able to solve? And I think when you can really have that seek to serve mentality, it's going to pay off, right? In my case, I was working at W2. So all I had to do was be the hardest working guy there for you know, every day, day in and day out. And, and it, was, it was natural that they wanted to reciprocate to spend additional time and help mentor me, right? So that was kind of my case. But I do get asked that question frequently is how do you build connections? How do you find the right mentor? And I think it's a problem that there's not a one size fits all answer. It's, it's just seeing what your strengths are. If you're great at um, talking to people, then, you know, call me and I'll give you a list of people to cold call. Katarina will do the same thing, right? We, we could always use someone to, to cold call more leads for us, right? If you're, if you're analytical and you already know how to underwrite, you've been teaching yourself enough, then again, dedicate yourself to focusing on the analytical side of things and solving a problem in that realm. If you're a badass marketer, then double down and learn how to market and help build out a social media presence because there's a lot of people that are lacking one. So that would be my, my best advice. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Ekaterina, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. No, I absolutely agree with Dylan. Get a stick to serve and um, see how you can add value before you, uh, before you get anything back, really. If this is your situation when you can work for someone 
pick the person who you really admire and see what you can do for them. There is really nothing else uh, that will get you to your goal faster. Mentor, mentors are uh, amazing. I, I was helped by mentor in the mobile home park industry for sure. I, I, I still receive so much help. Um, that's the only way really to uh, ultimately succeed is re your relationship, your network and connections. That's all you have. And yeah, if you want to get further faster, find a great person you can model. And, and it also goes back to the whole idea. My dad used to always say growing up, if you don't ask, you don't get so it's also one of those things, just being willing to, to ask for it, right? And, and being willing to, to get out of your comfort zone a bit. Yep, I'm gonna immortalize what I'm about to say. I've got my, my mentee next to me, uh, Michaela. And you know, everything you're saying is everything I'm, I've said to her and it's, it's just really amazing. You know, I've never met them before, by the way. This is all going on record. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for, for sharing that. Um, you know, Ekaterina, I wanna get back to you though. So you, you have this single family, and then you went into multifamily, but then you didn't go into the fancy stuff, right? Which is apartments, you know, and stuff like that. Why mobile home parks? Well, I would say um, single family, that is so interesting. That probably speaks to the point that you go and you just try something as basic as you can get. Dylan said it was turnkey. Mine was also turnkey. And when he said 20 some thousand you put down for me it was twenty two thousand you know so we kind of starting you notice the parallels we all starting just uh, this desire to get in to try something because you know if as you get going more will be revealed so you just need to get yourself started start with basics doesn't have to be big and fancy so and, uh, and talking about failures and how you uh, grow and how good things can come out of not so great things is, you know, for me, I had two evictions in the course of six months in my little single family uh, property. And then made me realize really quickly, one person out, one eviction, 100% vacancy. And no, I thought this is way too... Uh, way too risky and frustrating for me. I better go multifamily. And as I was uh, going multifamily, I quickly realized there is a lot of competition and those the folks are much more sophisticated. And for me to get myself to that level is going to take much longer. So I thought, okay, but again, I'm um, might not be the most patient person. <laughs> so I thought, what what could be my edge where I could find uh, some advantage uh, to, to my situation. So that's when I found, discovered for myself, uh, mobile home park industry. And it turns out that that industry right now, it's of course very hot. Everybody's interested in it. Everybody's uh, dabbling in. But the, the thing is, um, the thing is, it's still majorly mom and pop owners who are amazing, amazing to work with in terms of they are so not spoiled with the attention that when you cold call them and you need to do those things before you, <laughs> if you really want a good deal, do that. And they will teach you what you need to know about the industry. Mm -hmm. 
and it was so much the feel of it was so different and so attractive to me i thought you know what i could relate to that and that feels good to me i i feel like i could be doing this is that people who don't judge me because they're mom and pops i'm also solopreneur at that point then i got partners so that's kind of it felt it felt right yeah no and that's that's a good segue as well i was talking i was going to ask you about partnerships right so you and dylan obviously like you said you were going to all these events networking and you kept seeing him and like okay and then you guys obviously came together and obviously um partnerships is that's what I do basically all day. You just have to have partners. It's just too much for one person. So, you know, what are your thoughts? Maybe Ikazwani, you can go first and then Dylan on partnerships. What do you look for in a partnership? And, you know, what what have you learned thus far? Yes, sure. Well, partnership, I I really enjoy partnership. I never thought I would, but when I start working with uh, partners in the mobile home park industry and, and then, um, and then, I initially started the working on a platform. I always knew that I I would love to have a partner work on on this project together. So, and not every person who is skilled can be a partner. So this is not only skills game, but also it has to be the right fit. For me, I think this is, uh, you have to, Put yourself out there you have to be talking to people and you also have to see uh for me the person you know needs to be passionate about this like have the same vision because if if you have a big vision you it means you're going to work on this project for a while which means you need to see things same way and uh need to enjoy working with each other too so you need to like the person as well. So this is this is the long term relationship. Everything else, I feel like, of course, the skills, uh, but you also need to uh, know that you could find like if there is even some misunderstanding or uh, sometimes there are things happening and you need to discuss them. So you just at least need to know that ultimately you're on the same page and you can work things out. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah, I would. I would say I would echo a lot of that. I actually just, I recently just, just actually kind of left a, a partnership a few months ago. So it's good timing to teach on this as it, of course, in that instance, you always have a lot to reflect on and, and learn in those moments. So um, in, in to what Katarina mentioned about number one, being on the same page with your goals and the vision of where you want to go is, is extremely important, right? Cause everyone has, different value systems and different they're at different stages in their life so so if you're not if you're looking to achieve two different things it, that that's an instant no-go right it just doesn't make sense beyond that i think it's sharing similar values in the sense of the things that you stand for in the sense of being high integrity having you know, say high standards towards things being someone that is willing to yeah i'm just saying like if you're someone that's kind of like a let's um, better, better done than perfect. And, and you're kind of okay, like going out there and taking action. You, you want to be with someone else that's, that's probably at least accepting of that, that it's not going to drive them insane if, you, if, you, if that's how you're going to be running the business, right? So kind of a similar value system in the sense of the, the little things. But at the same time, while you, you want to share values, you also want to be highly complementary in terms of 
the things that you're bringing to the table. And that's why Katarina and I, I think work well a lot of times because we, we oftentimes are thinking very much on the same page about where we want to go long term. But at the same time, we're also sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll be focused my head, head down on the on product development one week. And then she's thinking about how do we create a, a community and, and, and like, how do we take care of the marketing or something like that? Right. So we're, we're we, we have, you know, synergies in, in that sense, you know, as far as the kind of complementary things. And, um, and I, I think um, I, I really believe that with the partnership, you can't be model replicas of each other. And that's why sometimes if you have like a, a best friend, that might not be the best partner for you if, if you're very, very similar, because in that case, you're just, you're just going to be doing the same thing all the time and playing kind of the same role all the time, unless you can really do that well somehow. But I, I, I kind of steer away from uh, partnering with someone that is too similar to how I am. Like I kind of know like my, my strong suits in a sense. And I would, I'd, I'd say having people that, well, you share values, you share the goals, you're also complementary in terms of the way that you operate man i can just keep talking to you guys all day but we're definitely definitely dwelling into the quick rounds these are going to be quick questions quick answers you ready mm -hmm. sure. all right first question so i'm gonna somebody answers first and the second person so maybe ekaterine you can go first what well, makes we'll dylan will go first oh, <laughs> like, oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no ladies first ladies first okay. <laughs> okay. be a gentleman um <laughs> first question um, what makes you unique what is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next girl or the next guy uh i think i i'm so um it's not necessarily a differentiator, but I think I'm uh, very strongly, I strongly believe that I better go and fail than never try or will wait for my turn. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go fail, let everybody see it. Maybe they'll learn it, maybe they'll laugh, maybe they'll join me, but I'm just going to go for it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, you can go. I would, you can yeah, go. I, would say, I would say in my case, I think I'm... I always say I'm a hybrid when it comes to being, whether whether I'm totally out in front of people or whether I'm um, in the weeds on the analytical side of things. I, I really believe that most people steer one way or another. And one thing that is unique about me is that I'm definitely a hybrid. Well, I really enjoy podcasts, public speaking, and even even like the sales side of things. I also really love being hands-on and like being able to switch into the numbers. So that's that's been just something I would say is unique about me. All right, second question. What was the last book that you read and what was the one thing you picked out from that book? Well, something that um, I really uh, stuck with me, of course, I'm checking my Audible uh, <laughs> right now, um, Habits by James Clear. That was a very recent book that I read and I just really, it really resonated with me and took a lot of pressure off me because I tend to um, judge myself harshly um, if I if I set up all the multiple multiple goals and, and you know not necessarily achieve them yesterday um, but you know one percent better just one percent consistent effort so and and the and his 90 day or, uh, or something like that tracker when you just consistently do one thing but consistently and rewiring your brain into this new habit cycle i have a trade there 
uh, right in the corner. I'm following. It's it's working. It's it's amazing. It's it really changed um, how I uh, how I do things. Highly recommend. I read how to invest in a mobile home park for business, money, and profit by Dave Rocher. So Dave's actually a contact that uh, introduced was introduced to me from Katerina. Um, so ever since we've been working together, I, I, I've been I think I've, I've officially caught the bug for mobile home parks. So I've been learning a ton about the space and having been in the apartment space for the last four years, I've, I've seen you know, that the cap rate compression, the space is getting tighter, tighter. And, and I think, uh, I think the mobile home park, as Katarina already mentioned, has been somewhat of a breath of fresh air in terms of there being more true mom and pop owners that we're getting in contact with a little bit more breathing room on the numbers to achieve a, a solid return. So, uh, yeah, Dave's, uh, Dave's book was, uh, was a great, great overview. Uh, and something that I've been meaning to read for a few weeks now, so I'm glad I got to it. Awesome. So you guys are definitely busy. You're obviously buying property and then you've got equitytree.io. I just checked out the website. It looks amazing. Um, so you guys are definitely busy. So what do you guys do for fun? For fun? I would say, um, well, I personally, I enjoy, it's, it's also my fun. It's my meditation time. I go for a nice run on the trail. And I would listen to me a nice audio book or a podcast, not necessarily about real estate or mobile home parks investing, but it could be um, just something lifestyle, uh, Tom Bilu, or um, maybe I could listen to Gary V's or could listen to um, maybe uh, London Real, something like that, just for to learn something and at the same time find out what's going on in the successful people's world i like it i like rv a lot dylan yeah i'm very similar in that sense i i just do you know usually on the weekend i'll go for a nice hike to reset i love getting out in the woods and or just out, out, out in nature i think that helps me give my kind of my, my brain a shower <laughs> a refresh reset so uh, that's that's probably the biggest thing I'll typically do getting together with friends or, go, or going out uh, going out for a hike or something like that um, and then yeah that's similar in the sense I do a lot of you know, running on a daily basis meditation a lot of those things too to, to just keep keep sane totally agree um, so if there's one of our listeners thinking well I, I, I like these folks like you know how can people reach out to you get to know you better well, uh, they can definitely uh, find us on uh, equitytree.io and our contact uh, there. They can uh, schedule a call even. Uh, Dylan does this uh, consultation on fundraising as well. Uh, find us um, online, LinkedIn, Katerina Stepanova, find there. Also, um, there's a MHP tribe group on Facebook. Yeah, come. I. Love uh, meeting folks in MHP space. Yeah, and you can find me on all major social media platforms as well. Awesome. That is just, um, I like that, short and sweet. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed talking to you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank Thanks you. so much, Ola. You may have heard the phrase there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's 
longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, over a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, over a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.